to the PCAST presented by CD Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. We didn't always have a good reason why in the past, but fulfilling a sponsorship commitment is an excellent starting point. I am Colby Wilson, and he is Casey Krieger, and as we sit here, poised to bring you yet another episode of Northern Middle Tennessee's top P-related podcast on the heels of a great night of Austin P football. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Uh, not so bad. So, let's talk a little bit about the bizarre story of the sporting world this week. The Andrew Luck sudden retirement. I'm pretty on board with a guy who feels beat all to pieces at the age of 29, who's banked $100 million, not putting his life on the line anymore. But I'm willing to hear dissenting opinions, I suppose. No, I'm all for Andrew Luck retiring. He's going to go use that uh, Stanford agriculture, agriculture architecture degree. There we go. Knew we'd get there eventually. <laughs> well, man, can you imagine what kind of agriculture degree you'd have? You, somebody who graduates as an ag major from Stanford just like falls into being secretary of agriculture for the United States. You, just, immediate, right? you just immediately assume that position. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like you just they got one guy who's secretary of agriculture right now, and he's just waiting on the next guy to pass through. Well, that was kind of a that was kind of a uh, anticlimactic moment where we agreed, but uh, here's a story about me being a stupid husband. We'll do that. Maybe that'll get us back oh on track. Oh boy. So, my wife started a new job last week, and I thought uh, being a a doting and caring and sweet husband that I would send her flowers to her new place of business. What a good idea. It, well, you know, better in theory than in execution, apparently. Uh, what I didn't realize was that this uh, monolithic, enormous corporation that she now works for, whose name I will not uh, sully here on this podcast, uh, has... Not so much a office building as like a large campus of office buildings, and uh, I sent these flowers to one of the not her buildings, and expected it to just kind of reach her, and so I texted her thinking, oh, you know, I did a good thing, she'll she'll appreciate that, and last Friday it kind of got to the uh, later latter portion of the day, I was like, hey, uh, did you get a delivery today? No. Oh, well, check with reception on your way out, you know, just to be sure. I think I was, think, think you may be pleasantly surprised. I, here's here's where it gets self-serving. I was expecting to get, to get a, an all-text message with an accompanying photo. Uh, basically, the, the husband's uh, pat on the head and scratch behind the ears of, oh, look at what you did. But no, instead, I sent flowers to another building on their uh, sprawling corporate campus that was closed and locked by that point in the day. So I got her a chore instead of a sweet token of my appreciation swing and a miss yeah i'm good at this no one should ever follow me in uh husbanding i'll try not to that's a good choice um oh yeah sports we talk about sports here football Uh, football so the cubs got the 2019 season in the mark hudspeth era underway thursday night at forterra stadium and it was a boat racing the Govs scored 24 in the second quarter, and it was pretty much over from there in a 41-10 drubbing that served as Hudspeth's first win as head coach and the Govs' first win in the season opener since 2010. D'Angelo Wilson, six catches for 106 yards and three scores, all in the first half, 
while Kentel Williams needed just 12 carries for 139 yards on the ground. As the Govs rolled up 563 yards total offense, the sixth highest single-game mark in program history. Jeremiah Oatesfall may not have uh, had the same eye-popping numbers as those put up by his teammates, but he became just the sixth quarterback in Austin B. history with 3,000 career passing yards after his 232-yard day against the Eagles. And Austin B., dating back to their last 11 games, surrendering just 16.8 points at home. How about that? 3,000 yards in two seasons and one game. Two seasons and one game. And also that says a little bit, too, about the non-passing we've done over school history pretty much yeah like that's that's a half season at texas tech Mm -hmm. and in other news soccer played last weekend they opened up their season with a loss and a tie in the season opener the govs tied with chattanooga katie kenworth scored an early goal but chattanooga scored with about three minutes left in the game that's in it to overtime and we played two overtimes just to end right there at one still but then the second game, the Govs went to Murfreesboro on Sunday, and they lost that one. But they're back in action this week. Volleyball just opened the regular season, finished that off moments ago with a three-set loss to North Carolina State, who were pretty good from all indications. And Chloe Stitt and Jenna Panning each posted eight kills, while Caroline Waite had 15 assists and Jenny Gehrig had 15 digs. Uh, some third-set movement by Taylor Mott's crew, uh, forced a 26-24 effort from NC State. So it seemed like the Govs had made some corrections and perhaps had some momentum going into tomorrow. And, hey, some other news. Guess what? We got an app. Oh, I didn't. I couldn't tell if that was a, a rhetorical guess what or not. Yep, we got an app. You can find it in the App Store by searching Let's Go P, and you can keep up with everything happening around Austin P with news, scores, stories, photos, and special offers just for app users. Our marketing departments, Sam and Justin Baker with Peak Sports, in conjunction with app sponsor Forterra Credit Union, did an outstanding job getting this off the ground as a way to keep our fans engaged and entertained. That's all that happened last week. That's about it. You know, I really do love doing the uh, lead-in and lead-out portions of the podcast this time of year when there's like four events going at any given time. Because it doesn't doesn't take long. You can really hit the high points and kind of sink your teeth into it a little bit. Meanwhile, we'll get into November and just be like, we've got 1,400 events going on in the next five hours. Try to be at all of them. Be there. Yes. Anyway, uh, Drew Dudley is our guest this week, so we will bring her on right after this. Drew, one of the best interviews I believe we've ever had on this, not quite a program, but also publicly available for consumption thing that we've done for almost a year now. It's a thing. We talk, we record. People might listen. Yeah, people would be really disappointed to see how the magic was made here. Anyway, Drew's on right after this. And we lied. Before we get to Drew, somehow, some way, Casey and I, both big baseball fans, both big Austin P baseball fans, and both longtime followers of Tyler Rogers' career, uh, somehow slipped our minds that... Tyler Rogers was called up by the San Francisco Giants and made his Major League Baseball debut this last week. Finally. Finally. Rogers has been sitting in Triple A for what seems like forever, and it's not like he was just warming a spot there. He's a two time Triple A All Star. He wasn't just sitting in Triple A, he was tearing up Triple A for the better part of a year and a half. The Submariner absolutely dominated, and it was. You could see why they weren't passing him up, or why they were passing him up, because he doesn't have outstanding velocity, and he 
has a uh, funny delivery. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to soften it a little bit, but it's like in the movie Moneyball. Un- unorthodox. How's that? How's that hit you? He has an unorthodox delivery, but he gets people out. So who cares? If you get out, you're better than a lot of the pitchers in the major leagues. Yeah, you know, I don't care. Like, I watch plenty of dudes not get out. Hey, I I pay plenty of attention to the Kansas City Royals, and I watch Brandon Maurer and his 96 mile per hour straight as an arrow fastball, get beat around ballparks all over the American League for the better part of two years. And you know what? He kept getting 43rd chances because he could throw hard. There's been a spot in the Reds bullpen for like the past 27 years for him. I mean, it's just – I. It, it, if they hadn't brought him up this year, like what are you even doing with him? Give him to somebody who may put him to use. <laughs> the best thing that ever could have happened to him would be the Tampa Bay Rays or somebody that takes – players who don't fit conventional stereotypes and then he would have been perfect with the Oakland A's. Oh my gosh, yes. Just send him he's across been the an bay. All-star already. Just send him across the bay, but he's up now. He's up now. I've been public and excoriating the Giants for just kind of like Free Rogers. He's freed. Yeah, free the hashtag free Tyler Rogers. We did we did it everybody. Woo! Yes. Okay, now we'll go to just had to throw that little in there. She's the good luck charm the Austin softball team needed, but Drew Dudley's arrival on campus heralded the beginning of the best stretch of softball in Austin history. Coincidence or not, Drew has been part of some of the biggest moments in program history and now one of the lowest, appearing on a cut-rate podcast with a nasally hick. Drew, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. Why are you so nice? <laughs> when talking to people in preparation for this podcast, the, th- the theme that everyone kept circling around to was, Oh, she is the nicest person. So let's just get it out of the way early. Why? You know, I don't know. It's flattering uh, to hear that. But I don't know. I like making people happy. And that's like the most rewarding feeling ever is seeing someone else smile because of you. So I I guess. No, that's (laughs) just in a world full of people who are like, yeah, other people suck. Mm -hmm. Like somebody else taking the time to take the time to be nice to people Mm -hmm. is not a bad quality at all yeah i'm a big fan of assuming that everyone is good until proven otherwise so and i'll bet you get disappointed a lot <laughs> i don't like to think so but <laughs> okay let's talk about space particularly star wars but more space in general um a lot of this stuff came from emily Moore, so if i'm way off base here you just pointed her and say she <laughs> led you astray but she said that you are fascinated by space please elaborate um, well, me and Emily took an astronomy class together, I think sophomore year maybe, and we realized how cool it was. I mean, who's not fascinated by space? I don't get asked questions very often, but that's, <laughs> I'm stumped. I like space. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's so much that's not known about it. Um, 
I don't know. It just is really interesting, and me and her kind of stuck with it. And um, yeah, the uh, the eclipse. Did you attend the eclipse? The one two summers ago. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, best moment of my life. It was awesome. <laughs> it like w- once in a lifetime. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was awesome, but mm-hmm. I don't remember thinking best moment of my life. Oh, I remember I thinking well, that's cool, and <laughs> it's hot out here. Yeah. But those were the two prevailing thoughts. Um, that leads us into Star Wars, which I understand you are rapidly becoming an obsessive over. <laughs> yes, love some Star Wars. Why? Um, well, Star Wars is a completely different world. I mean, like we talked about, if you watch the movies 600 times, you're going to see something different each time. And I don't know, it's so creative and it's, it's awesome. It's fun to hear people still enjoying something that was Mm -hmm. like popular when I was a small person oh yeah so that's I'm glad Star Wars is enduring yeah we actually uh Carly Mattson who graduated last year we shared a bat and we actually named him Anakin like Annie yeah was the bat um yeah boy that leads to some (laughs) spin-off questions did the did the bat start out great and like everybody you you were both just slugging great with it then slowly but surely turned completely evil it was opposite it was not very hot and then it i don't know we just we love annie our boy annie so uh it kind of stuck with the bat and we'd wake him up every day every game day and how do you wake up a bat uh big hits i guess (laughs) cage time daddy hacks Daddy hacks. Daddy hacks. Yep. What are daddy hacks? Those are hacks? just big swings, big time swings. I've never heard of them called daddy <laughs> really? hacks yep. before. Daddy hacks are the best hacks. Daddy hacks. Got <laughs> it. Talk a little bit about dogs. I understand you enjoy dogs. Yes. I mean, who doesn't? Cat people. Yeah, that's true. I'm. I want to say I'm both, but cats are a little scary. I love dogs. This is my dog. He's on my phone case. That um, is awesome. Yeah. Where um, did you get that case? I got it for Christmas, and I cried when I got it. So, uh, yeah, he's like my pride and joy, but I love dogs. I mean, they make everyone happy, so. Yes, they do. Yes. You are the messiest clean person ever. Mm-hmm. What does that even, what does it mean? Your guess is just as good as mine. I'm also described as the meanest nice person by my uh, one of my roommates. Um, I think... I don't know. I don't really don't know how to describe it. I'm clean, but I can be messy. So like I'll clean my room almost every day, but when I don't clean it, it's like a tornado. So So you everything gets messy quick? I get, yes, yes, that's a good way of putting it. Okay, okay. Fine. It just like I blink an eye and there's stuff everywhere, but I clean it up. So <laughs> Okay, to try to somewhat tie this back into athletics. Mm-hmm. You finally are keeping a coach for a second year. Yeah. You got to be kind of excited about the opportunity to have a second year with Coach Stanfield. Oh, yeah. It's exciting just to have the same, um, first of all, coaching staff. We have most of the same coaching staff, but even just the head coach because we know what to expect when we come in, um, which is something that we weren't used to. But, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. Um, She knows us. We know her. Um, There's not that awkward in-between time of trying to figure out what our expectations of each other are and we're on the same page automatically so that's awesome I'm excited about that you're going to have an opportunity this year because of the graduations of the last couple of years to really mm-hmm. play an expanded role mm-hmm. uh, how do you how do you capitalize on opportunities like that when they come around i think that taking preseason very seriously is 
um, I heard a quote the other day that um, if you prepare in preseason appropriately, then stress in opportunity is a privilege. You know, like opportunity is not um, a coincidence, and I think that you have to uh, take full advantage of it and trust yourself. And um, I think, yeah, if we take full advantage of the preseason and um, what we do to prepare – beforehand then um you kind of shine in that opportunity that you're given what does it mean to prepare appropriately like for, for you what does it mean um i think it sounds cliche but but giving 110 percent at that very moment there's always more that you can give and it's taken me until you know junior senior year to realize that i have more than i think i have um and I can look back on plenty of instances where I wish I could have just given that extra oomph at the end, you know? So, what was the question? <laughs> I told you I'd trail off. I should have, when, when you kind of gazed off in the middle of the distance, Sarah, I should have guessed, oh, she's, I gotta, I, I gotta know. drag her back yeah. in. No, just it's preparing fun. appropriately, I think that's something that can mean different things to, to different people and mm-hmm. that it can be a mindset or it can be an effort thing, but I was just, you said it, and I was just kind of curious about what it meant to you. Yeah, you You have to prepare. You know, you can't wait, wait till the day before to prepare. You know, you yeah. have to trust that what you're doing right there and right then is going to pay off in the end when the opportunity comes. So, yeah. Why Austin P? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I live... I'm born and raised in Nashville, so I wanted to go somewhere that wasn't too far from home. I'm a big homebody, um, so I'm only about an hour drive, so that was convenient, but um, also far enough away that I feel like I'm in my own town, you know, um, starting off, and um, I love the campus, you know, and um, we're growing big time. I talk to alumni all the time that haven't come up to campus recently and I tell them that everything is changing and it's exciting to see people come up and be a part of things that are growing and when you're really making your mark here so and I mean the slogans let's go pee so <laughs> yeah that one helps a lot yeah it does it definitely makes people remember it so so now for the stuff that I didn't show you beforehand oh gosh you'll say that and then you'll be like well these are the stupidest questions okay. I've ever heard <laughs> what is your favorite word um onomatopoeia Okay, now, use it in a <laughs> sentence other than my favorite word is onomatopoeia. Um, I don't, do you use onomatopoeia in a sentence? Or it's onom- got to, if it's a word, you have to be able to use it in a well, sentence. Well, that is true. My There's no purpose to a word if you can't use it in a that sentence. That is true, but an onomatopoeia is a word. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like what, you, what's, but, but what's it mean? Use it, use it in a sentence. <laughs> um... Oh gosh, I didn't think about this part. Um, onomatopoeia. Um, In fairness, I make my living with words, and I don't know what it means. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Then I can just say the definition. Onomatopoeia means a word that sounds like what it means. So, like bang, and crash and whoop and whoop 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess I can. You see, see what that. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of some other. <laughs> no, that was a good oh, one. Oh, those I good ones? It. Yeah. You're grasping it. Yeah. 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 Now I get it. Onomatopoeia. I've learned something. And today. I mean, it's a pretty cool word itself. So. I've learned and grown today, and that's the important <laughs> thing here. What is your least favorite word? Um, gasser. A gasser. You know what a gasser is? Like high heat. Like running. Oh. So yeah, not gassers a big fan of that. have given me PTSD. So. Yeah, not a fan of gassers, but I mean, I will admit, they make you better, but not a fan. When I hear that word, my palms get sweaty and (laughs) my heart rate goes up. Who or what inspires you? Hmm. Well, I would have to say someone that inspires me is my mama. My parents, I have the best parents on this planet, and when everyone says that, like, I really mean it. Um, Mine are, like, be minus, but that's <laughs> not important here. I hope they don't hear that. My mom listens. Hey, Mom. <laughs> well, um. Love you. They, my mom went, my mom and dad, they, they're very self-made. They uh, really worked hard to be where they are. And my mom went through a lot um, at a young age. So, um, just, like, hearing her testimonies and, and when she tells me about those times, she's always uplifting and she's very positive my dad is as well I think that I can attribute that to my niceness um but she just always looks for opportunity and um you know deals with what you're given and marches forward with it and yeah she's awesome so what is the last book you read for fun for fun I just got into reading I'm glad you asked that it's called redeeming love I have it here in my backpack I haven't finished it yet because kinda I think my favorite character dies, so I stopped reading. Kind of want to circle back on this. I just got into reading. No. <laughs> like reading for fun. No, I never read for fun. I but you also haven't completed this book yet. Either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, is that, is that a habit you have whenever you have a book that you're reading? And good Lord. I know. It's thick. It's got big print. but Don't you have to like study and stuff? I do. do you, this do was a summer time, thing, but... You find time to plow through that thing. This thing's the size of a Bible. I know. It really is, but... I mean, I, I don't know if I can finish it. I think my favorite character dies, and if I don't read it, then he technically doesn't die. So is that a thing for you in books where if you're reading a book <laughs> and you start to feel apprehensive about the fate of one of the characters, you're just like, that is, shut it, done. That is me with a lot of things. With the new Avengers movie, I heard that... I don't even know who exactly dies, but I know like a bunch of superheroes either disappear or die, and I just stopped watching the movie. Yeah, I did. <laughs> So you just got... <laughs> I just turned later. it off. Okay, okay. I was going to say, you just get up and walk out of the theater. I just turned it off. I got... I, like, could tell when bad things were happening, so I just turned it off. <laughs> so, in your world... I it's just, butterflies and rainbows. Well, I'm just thinking, like, nothing... I'm thinking of different television series and movies where, like, the dog lives and... What do you watch? I know. Um, <laughs> what do I watch? I watch all the cooking shows. Yeah, okay, yeah, nobody dies during cooking shows. <laughs> well, I guess they could, but it's probably a pretty bad yeah, cooking no, show. Yeah, no, they don't air those. So. What is your worst habit? My worst habit? Um, starting a job and not completing it is a big one. Example, book, and yeah. So that's pretty obvious. And what's another one of mine? There's one that everyone tells me, but I... Memory? It's probably memory. <laughs> and I trail off really easily, so... 
What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Terrifying situation. Hmm. Okay. It's like a story. Okay. All right. Me and one of my best friends from childhood were going ding-dong ditching when ding-dong ditching was even a thing. And um, my dad came with us. And we Look, I just want to say right now that ding-dong ditching is timeless. It's not. So it's still a thing? I would sure hope so. Oh, sweet. I hope my son one day is ding-dong ditching people. I know. People. It's I mean, so many memories. It's a rite of passage as far as I'm concerned. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Well, we went ding-dong ditching, and uh, my dad came with us, and we, we were didn't usually bring our parents along, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> my dad was bored. He's, he's just as much of a kid as I am. So um, we went together, and he we were moving on to the next house because this person didn't answer, which is, like, the worst thing that can happen during ding-dong ditching because it doesn't work. And um, this car pulls up right beside us, and it's like midnight. So this car in the middle of the night pulls up to us in our neighborhood, windows tinted. It's a nice car. And they just, like, stand. They come up, like, two feet from us, and they just, like, sit there. And luckily we were with my dad, so we're like, oh, we're good. We're protected. And my dad goes to open the door because he just, I don't know why. We have no idea. Um, and they drive off before he can, like, really get to the handle. So we're like, oh, that was so weird. Well, we move on to the next house, and it, the car comes back again. And so we, like, see it coming up the hill, and we all hide, even my father, which is scary because, like, your dad's the toughest person ever. So if he's scared, you know that things are about to go down. So we're hiding behind these bushes, and we can't see the car, but we can hear them, and we hear someone get out. And me and my friend look at each other and then we go to look at my dad and my dad is gone he is taking off in the other direction yeah and my dad's fast so i have never seen him run that fast so uh yeah we took off too and we never figured out what it was so yeah to this day it's a mystery and it was terrifying in the moment i mean i think i'd still be scared if that happened no yeah no absolutely but like your dad just left you yes that's what i'm trying to say and i like told my mom and he was not concerned so, I don't know. We never figured out what it was. Well, I mean, hey, it was. also good for your dad for being able to outrun two teenagers. <laughs> I know, too. right? Like, that's, that's nice. I know. Me. So, yeah, that was probably the scariest. That stuck with me for a while, but. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure there's been more things, but that's just, I mean, like haunted me. Yeah, I don't really have a segue for that one. Um, <laughs> what is your idea of happiness? Um, mm. Happiness. My idea of it, yeah, like how to reach it, or I'm envisioning more of a utopian type thing where you are just eternally happy and content. Maybe not the ex- maybe not the execution so much as the result. Okay, um, I can go off that. Um, so I'm thinking that I think being selfless is like the true key to happiness. Um, when you do things for other people and you don't care who gets the credit. Um, and when you see other people happy, I mean, obviously self-happiness is important, but, uh, yeah, I think that when you're able to be happy for other people too, I think that that is happiness, I guess, not like jealousy or, um, I mean, being on a team is a big example. Like when someone else, you know, if you can't produce a run in a big inning, but someone else does it and you, you might be down on yourself, but like, you're super excited for them. Um, and you're able to feed off of that. I think that that's one thing. Um, 
I don't know. I know it's different for everybody to achieve happiness. But oh yeah, that's, well that's why I don't I don't care about what other people. Yeah. In this moment, I'm asking you what's what makes you happy. Oh, what makes me happy? Um, yeah, making other people happy is like the most rewarding thing ever. So. What's your idea of misery? Oh. I think self pity when you're just so down on yourself, that's like miserable because like you kind of feel like you're in a cage. Almost when you feel hope helpless, it's yeah. miserable. So, what makes you self-conscious? Like some examples. Yeah. Um, when I trail off, like I've been doing, I before I got in here, I was like, Drew, answer the questions directly. Don't get distracted, because that little conscious in your mind is like trailing off while you're trailing off and. I will, I will be straight up honest with you. The best guests are the people who just kind of let the stream of consciousness <laughs> sort of run Goodness wherever gracious. it goes. We could be here for hours. That's so. fine. I really, I mean, I have stuff to do, but I'll do yeah. it later. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I See, I don't even remember the question. Again. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you self-conscious? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's that. <laughs> Example A. Um, and when people... If I have to be rude, not even rude, but if I like. What does you being rude look like? It's super passive aggressive. Example, when my roommate calls me the nicest mean person because I hate being mean. And it's not even mean. It's like I want the best for everybody. So I'm really like if I get on to you, it's because like there's I love the heck out of you. So like for teammates, if I got on to someone. It's not because, like, I want to lift myself up or something. It's because, like, I want them to succeed and be awesome. So when they, like, think I'm being mean for selfish reasons or because I don't like them because that's what they were saying. I literally cannot envision this at all. Being mean? No, not you being mean. I, yeah. I can be. Yeah. You can take it up with anybody up here. I can be <laughs> one of the cruelest people out there. Yeah. I mean, we all can. It just takes that unleashing. So. What is the most embarrassing song that you love? Oh gosh, um, I feel like there's one that I listen to a lot. <laughs> oh, what is it? Um, <laughs> I, you remember iCarly? Nope. No, <laughs> of course you don't. I don't know why I would ask a grown man that. Um, iCarly, Miranda. I wasn't, I didn't just pop out at well, 32 years old. Well, I know, but it was like old. a Nickelodeon <laughs> thing. Like, that is definitely my, what's her name? It's um, Miranda Cosgrove. Uh, kissing you <laughs> it's just I have literally no frame of reference for what you're saying well, right now I came across it one day I don't even know how I didn't just search it sure, sure you did <laughs> and I, I don't know I, I listened to it for like several months and anytime I was around anyone I would stop it but it's it's such a 12-year-old song. I don't even know why. One of those that if it comes on, you're like, oh, yeah, I bought that like, for my niece or nephew. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah something like that. But <laughs> I guess the beat is, I don't know. It's, it's If you heard it, you'd be like, yikes. But <laughs> well, now I'm going to go listen to it. I might bring it. back some memories to anyone that hears this. How would you prefer to die? Oh, my gosh. Dying is like a tough. That's what scares me. Dying? Dying. Yeah, and... It's inevitable, which I literally can't do anything about it. Um, we actually had a sermon at my church about it one time, and it was very comforting. But, um, yeah, that's, like, one of my things. It's just scary. Like, I'm not scared of a lot. I mean, I'm sure I'd be scared of, like, a 
murderer coming into my house. But just like when I think of something that I'm scared of, it's dying. So you want to go fast? Yeah. I mean, I'd prefer to go fast, of course. So so are we talking like car sailing off a cliff? Uh, you know, I try not wind? to think about that because <laughs> it's terrifying. I will say the way I don't want to die is in a plane crash. I think about that a lot, you know, honestly. Why a plane crash? Because you know that you're going down from like 30,000 feet. There's no telling. Yeah, but people survive that sometimes. Sometimes. Might be one of the fortunate ones, right? <laughs> I, I know. I always am like, all right, where am I going to sit in the plane? Is it going to like tailspin? That's how freaked out I am. Okay, I don't think that part's going to matter. The anxiety much. has developed within the last like two years, so I'm huh. dealing with it. And I have, I'm going to Italy this summer, and it's like a five-hour plane ride, which is the longest, or six hours. Oh no, it's longer than that. Oh, is it? Oh gosh. I went a few years ago. It's like ten hours. Oh my. Okay. Well. <sighs> Yeah, best of luck with that. Yeah. I'm sure whoever's sitting next to you is going to love that oh, yeah. 10 hours. Mm-hmm. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Obviously, I think a, I was going to say a bird, but I feel like. Okay, so you don't like to fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> But I feel like, see, what I don't like about the plane is I'm not in control. There's nothing I can do. But for a bird, I feel like I could have control over, I have control over my own wings. But I was going to say it's like the view that's cool, but I feel like birds get the short end of the stick, you know? So maybe not. Why? Because they get shot? That, I mean, have you ever hit a bird with a car? Yeah. Yeah, like, that well, like doesn't happen, but... Be one that like flies way up high. Like well, that's what I'm thinking, but I feel like most birds that get hit by a car don't. You know, just low flyers. I feel like they're there it's for like a reason. Pigeons and stuff. I feel yeah, like. yeah, and like you gotta sh- eat tiny bits of food. And I don't know. I like food, so I wouldn't want to just snack all the time. And you'd be snacking on like other people's yeah, trash exactly. too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not a fan. And there's so much plastic. So maybe birds out? Yeah, maybe birds out. So what? Maybe something in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Okay, like a dolphin or something? Yeah, something that doesn't, like, get eaten. (laughs) Yeah, okay, dolphin's probably close enough. Yeah. What might prompt you to lie? If I have to disappoint someone else, maybe. Because I don't like people to be upset, so that's probably... That's a good one. Yeah. 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 That's, That's more than fair. What makes you hopeful? Hopeful. I'm I'm a very I kind of pride myself on my optimism. So a lot makes me hopeful. Um, I think knowing that there are better days ahead and that there's um, you really can conquer anything. So um, yeah, that a lot makes me hopeful. I'm a very hopeful person. That's good. Yeah. So I can't really nail down one thing, but. Having a lot of hope is better than having no hope at all. Yeah, agreed. What is your purpose in life? Or mo- maybe more broadly, what is our purpose in life? Um, I think a lot of that would probably have to do with my faith. I think that we're put on the planet to share God's love and um, to to gain brothers and sisters in Christ. So I would say that um, and just loving people unconditionally. 
and everyone I think everyone's capable or is worthy of love no matter what I mean worst of the worst um so that's kind of optimism coming at you too so um yeah I think just like pure love is our purpose in life to love others and encourage others and so yeah that's not bad yeah so what are you planning to do with the rest of your life if that's not too big of a question sometimes it is I'm like starting to figure I want to help people I love kids and I'm very um, relationship oriented so I want wait what was the question again (laughs) (laughs) I I try to think about it but I know that I'm not going to remember it see what I'm saying I just wanted to know what you were planning to do with your life okay well, hopefully my future employer doesn't hear this. Um, I want I want to do good, so wherever that takes me. Um, I'm majoring in psychology, so... What do you want to do with that? I started off as doing, like, substance abuse therapy, but um, I've heard, uh, I've heard that really outgoing people can be scary as therapists because we don't like to sit and listen, which I love to do that, but I also feel like I would overwhelm someone. Well, the flip side of that is a lot of times people in therapy are bringing you their problems and seeking out a a solution that either they haven't thought of Mm -hmm. or that just would be readily apparent if they were able to step back and remove themselves from the situation. And Mm -hmm. so listening when you're in therapy is probably as important as talking yeah yeah so i could i could probably be good at like bringing people out of their shell a little bit but i would say so yeah so yeah i just whatever i do i'm actually in a career development class right now that's kind of teaching me the things i can do with my psychology degree um which are far more things than i thought possible so i'm i'm kind of answering that for myself right now um as a senior so i hope i come to an answer soon um, but yeah, well, I'm just kind of rolling. 32. I haven't figured it out yeah, yet. Time. So no rush, but yeah. yeah. So we'll see where psychology takes me. I would love to work for like a nonprofit or, um, but nonprofit is nonprofit. So well, I mean, it's not I, for free. It's just not for much. Yes. Yeah. So I definitely want to be able to provide for my family, but you know, your future family probably appreciates that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what about for the upcoming season? Any, or is that just so far in the future? You're just I know it's not. I'm already nostalgic because it's my senior year, and we haven't even really started yet. Um, I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited to see where this team is going to go, and um, I'm really excited uh, where Coach K is going to take us with actually being with most of the same girls for the second year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, I wish it could start tomorrow, but I know that we have a lot more yeah. preparation to do. Give it a couple of months and then you know, oh, yeah. get out there. Yeah. Well, I've taken up far too much of your time, but this has been one of no. the single best podcast guests we've had so far. Ah, you're just saying that. I am not. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth, and this really? was more like herding cattle. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This it's, uh, I was nervous about that, but. No, it was fantastic. Thank you so much, Drew Dudley. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me.
A huge thanks to Drew for her time. She was a fantastic guest. As we look ahead to next week, last night's win at the fort was a big one for the football governors, no doubt, but next week is going to be a challenge and a half when Central Arkansas comes to town. The Bears are likely to visit Clarksville, ranked fairly highly after receiving votes in the Stats preseason poll and sitting 25th in the AFCA coaches poll. That's because UCA visited Western Kentucky last night and were paid $325,000 for the privilege of upending the FBS Hilltoppers 35-28. to 28. You just hate to see that. Hate, hate to, to see it. it. UCA scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to rally from a two-touchdown deficit for their second straight win against the Hilltoppers, which that was the most incredible part to me is – that wasn't that long ago, and they were like, that's okay. We can run this back and expect a different result. My suggestion for the Hilltoppers is quit scheduling UCA. Uh, if, the, if the Bears don't want that money anymore, we'll take it. Let's roll. The Bears rolled up 404 passing yards against Western Kentucky and will challenge Austin Peay's veteran secondary, which surrendered just 139 yards passing against NC Central. A win would likely be Austin Peay's first against a ranked foe, assuming the Bears move into the top 25, since a 7-0 slugfest against UT Martin in September 2017. And tonight we've got the soccer home opener at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. Mercer comes to town to take on the Govs. And the Govs, they've won the season opener in three straight seasons, including last year in Coach Naomi Kolarova's first season opener. And they look to win tonight and get their fourth straight season or home opener win. And next week, they're going to head up to the Rocky Mountains to take on Colorado and Northern Colorado in what should be a pretty fun trip for them. I know you uh, you skipped over your, your penultimate bullet point there that said you should be there to support them tonight as they try to get in the win column for the 2091 season. So we <laughs> have entered the twilight zone now, boys and girls, where we are all the – am I going to step out of here and, like, George Jetson is going to go <laughs> flying by me in his little, uh, his little spaceship? Regardless, you should be there. Volleyball has a couple more in the Tar Heel State for Taylor Mott's crew as they face Kansas State at 10 a.m. on Saturday and wrap up the event in Raleigh. Is Raleigh where North Carolina State is? It's Raleigh or Durham. Mm. Anyway, they're in North Carolina. They'll take on Big Ten foe Maryland uh, later on Saturday at 1 p.m. The schedule gets no easier from there as they'll face Northwestern, Stephen F. Austin, and Texas Tech next week in Evanston, Illinois for the Wildcat Invitational. In other news, cross-country gets things going tonight for Valerie Brown's first season at the helm. They are going to run in the Belmont Opener in Nashville. Both the men's and women's team will compete, and several of the student-athletes are familiar with Brown from her time as an assistant, so hopefully that's a good transition for them, and they can have a strong showing tonight. For everyone else, plenty of community service opportunities this fall for you to be aware of. Haley Jacoby, obviously still your point of contact for all opportunities to see her for that stuff. Looks like on the calendar there are some upcoming chances for service at First Christian Church, Riverfest, and with Buddy Ball over the next couple of weeks. So get with Haley if you're interested. And speaking of getting with people, people can get in touch, get in touch, not in touch, which pretty sure is not a word. Get in touch and stay in touch with us via the web and social media. Casey, where can they do that? You can find us at letsgop.com and at tw or at letsgop on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to Taylor for all the work she does on Twitter and Instagram. And we are still looking to replace our dear friend Tyler Davis. And you could be the next director of digital media here. Only if you're good at it, though. Please be good at it. Yeah, p please, please. I actually, just be a warm body who can help us. 
Let'sGoP.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey, Cody Bush, and not Stefan Olay anymore, who left for UNC Asheville and is therefore a turd. We will be replacing Stefan in the very near future. If you want to come to any of the sporting events on the campus of Austin P, you're going to need a ticket. And who are you going to get a ticket from? Our ticket gurus, Katie Locke and her assistant, Johnny Bravo. They've got all the information you can use to get in the game. This includes our VIP end zone experience and single game box life suite offerings, which you can contact the ticket office for more information. Yeah, that uh, single game box life suite thing sounds pretty cool. Like if you only have one game you can get here for, or especially if you've got like a group of people like a fraternity gathering or a reunion of some kind here in town, you want to do something a little different, a little special. Those box life suites, they, they are, are awesome. nice. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Challenge Craig to a one-armed knife fight. Bring it on. Tweet at us. I'm at CWilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Another penny in the fountain Leave my dead body on the side of a mountain You bathe in the light of a trash fire I see the stars in the eyes of a vampire I'm too sweet to be salty about it I'm too sad to be happy without it I'm just here for your entertainment I spit my teeth out on the pavement ooh, 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 ooh.